Charlie, the Bulldogs have got two flags now. I hate you. If you think we'll be insightful, clever or just well researched, we're here to say that's not the case. We'll just go out and wing it. We are two guys, one car. It is a Wednesday, September the 20th. Uh, welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL podcast. My name is Will Anderson. And my name is Charlie Clawson. And this may be the first time we've needed to edit something out of the show before we've even started. Yeah, there's been a major edit uh, during our promo read. Uh, we strayed into some territory that we can actually probably get into in the main body of the podcast. It was the sort of stuff that we would normally do. Anyway. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> Because then we'll have to cut out the start of this show as well. Let's just get into it. Charlie, Charlie, how are you? How are you feeling about football? Preliminary final week. <laughs> I say that again. Preliminary, <laughs> preliminary, 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 pre- preliminary, before preliminary. Preliminary, before yeah. liminary. Yeah, it's before the liminary final. Yeah. We're all waiting. Every AFL fan dreams of seeing their team in the liminary final. <laughs> but firstly, before you get to the liminary final, you actually have to get through the preliminary final. Well, I think everyone's been waiting to get to this game. It felt like last week's last week's games were an annoying footnote that we had yeah. to get over. And it kind of is funny, isn't it? For such an even year... When we were like, you can fucking win it from anywhere. You can win it from anywhere. It turns out you've got to finish top four, really, to have a good chance at it. Well, it's really one of those seasons where, like, during the actual season itself, like, it felt like anyone could win any game. But in the finals, it hasn't felt like that at all. No. We've got to the finals, and the better teams just keep winning. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess Sydney, you'd say, that loss seemed to be fatigue to me. Like, I know they would never blame it and stuff, but you see... Buddy running, running around. I mean, you say giant. they would never blame it, but John Longmire did say the boys look really tired. Oh, did he actually yeah, say that? So they blamed it. <laughs> okay, so great. yeah, they would exactly blame you it. Know, was... In fact, it's the exact same thing that they blamed it on was that they were buggered. Yeah. So I, I mean, and we were like, we were so rapturous about Sydney last week. We Don't were have a bad player. The White Walkers. No, no spot on the field where they have a weak spot. It just turns out when they all yeah, like... there's heaps of weak yeah. spots. <laughs> Yeah, poor old Gary Rowan. Do you remember what I said to you last year? I do. And now it's come roaring back into people's attention. I was feeling like quite bad in the middle of the year. You know, he won a couple of games them off his own boot. Turns out this little uh, chicken knows a thing or two about football. Oh, mate, a week ago you were a fucking moron. Gary, <laughs> Lo- Gary Rowan was a superstar and West Coast were good. Well, but know- this week <laughs> everything's back to normal and you know heaps about football. <laughs> well, I need to clarify, I never... In the context of Gary Rowan, it came up in the grand final last year where you were worried about a loose Gary Rowan and I said not to worry about. And I think what I specifically meant is I'd never seen him do anything when it really mattered on like a big stage. Yeah, yeah, that hasn't made it better. I feel like you were about to try to soften that. No. You were just like, it was like, you were like, no, 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 no. What all I was saying was when it really counts, he always lets you do it. I mean, there are, I mean, that doesn't mean you're a bad player. There've been lots of kind of really good players who've gone missing in final series. I mean, it kind of means you're a bad player. Yeah, but you get a chance. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. Gary, if you're listening (laughs) on your end of season trip, we like you. We like you being part of the AFL, but he would have to think now. If you were the sort of person who's had finals appearances like Gary Rowan has had, mm. he's had some good games, but he has gone missing in some really, really big games, and you'd have to be worried about that. So if you had a career in which you were an outstanding home and away season footballer, yeah. always did well in the best and fairest and stuff, but in the final series you underperformed, how would you rate your career? Well, you make your reputation in finals. You know, we we, we respect these guys like Hodgie and, uh, you know, Stevie J and stuff because they won Norm Smith medals. You know, mm. they're great finals players. But the truth of it is that no one is a great finals player in every finals match, right? Yeah. Like, even the best. Like, Buddy Franklin is a pretty good finals player, but he didn't play great the other night. Like, mm. you can have a shitty game. How far do you extend it, though? So just say your team has played multiple grand finals, like a Geelong yeah. or a Hawthorne or whatever. Let's just imagine that for a second. <laughs> well, you, you can imagine that. Your team played in multiple grand finals within a week. <laughs> so, <laughs> But if you have a player who never played well in a grand final, yeah. but was a superstar in the final series, does that give them a little more credit? Well, Nick Revolt had two underwhelming grand finals. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't diminish him, but if he'd had two great grand finals, it would have 
added to his. He reputation. would be more immortal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh my god! Now you can like you're double not being able to. We'll remember you forever. <laughs> Sorry, I'm no good at sentences tonight. This is I've had a real shocker. It's very I'm we, tired. Yeah, we've had uh, we did our big, we did our big live shows uh, which have yeah. nothing to do with football on the weekend. Although Friday night. There was a distinct lack of Sydney supporters. In fact, yeah. I saw a lot of activity online with Sydney supporters trying to swap their tickets for Saturday night show so they could watch the football. And we noticed yeah. those guys who, because some gave up their tickets, they chose the Swans over us. Yeah. We noticed. And on Friday night, I got to say, we did one of the best live shows uh, under the big lights. On preliminary final weekend, it wasn't. It was pre-preliminary final weekend. Uh, I thought we... we preliminary Yeah. We, I think we were great, Charlie. I think it was a great night. And I think Sydney fans who didn't come to our show lost twice that night. Well, we had people texting us before the show saying, can you get Deeksy, who's our yeah. MC guy, can you get Deeksy to be giving live scores during the show? It's like, all right, I might interrupt the flow. We've got some of the world's greatest comedians on stage here, but hang on. Let's, there's four or five people in the audience who need to know the footy score. While we're recording this podcast uh, that people will listen to not on the date when this game is going out, could we please give a constant life. updates of the score in a way that we can't even manage on our AFL team <laughs> podcast? Yeah, I think if you were a Sydney Swan supporter, you'd be disappointed, but the reality of where you came from sinks in. Yeah, If you're a Cat supporter... I don't know what the fuck you think. Yeah. Well, firstly, I, I think I've got to say this. Regardless, Don't of, apologize. Regardless of what happens for the rest of the season, you have got to say that this is a successful season for Geelong. Oh, yeah. And I have been a Geelong doubter. I was a person who thought that they had an inflated record because of how well they play uh, in Geelong. And I do have thought that they... I have subscribed to the theory <laughs> that they are a one or two person team. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? They just keep winning and keep They're proving. well coached. Yeah, they're well coached. But they do have like a superhero in their team. Like what that motherfucker can do in a game, just amazing. Well, the only problem... He's like the Sam Kerr of the AFL. <laughs> I mean, the problem is that they don't have... Oh, by the way, yeah. that's an excellent reference to something people won't hear until the middle of the podcast. <laughs> Shit, yeah. <laughs> Mike Al, don't cut that out. <laughs> we are terrible at this tonight. Well, I think we, much like the Sydney Swans, Charlie. Fatigued. Fatigued. Oh, man. We may have hit the wall. Yeah, I got the staggers. For yeah. sure, 100%. Uh, I went and watched that game, though, on the Saturday before our second show. And it was it was a bit, like, it would have been great if you're a Geelong supporter. It would have been, like, the greatest kind of, you know, whatever happens from now on, I think you can look back at that game because they just, everything went right. Like it was just one joy built on top of another joy. Like that rundown by, you know, what's his face? Mature age rookie, Thomas? No. Oh, you know, blondie, weird mustache, blonde guy, tattoos. Now we did that, like he did four or five efforts, ran off buddy. Did you see this highlight? Do you know what I'm talking about? I did not watch this game. Oh, right. I wonder. There's a dude. There was a. There was a for bit, Geelong. There's a bit of play. There's a dude who plays for Geelong. Yeah, he's like a half. Oh fuck, Guthrie. No, he's like his whole story is he's a mature age rookie or something like okay. that. Okay. So this is his first season. He's had a great year. Had a bad final last week. Right. But then has bounced back. And there was a bit of play where he's on Buddy, runs off Buddy, takes a ball off half back, uh, gets it again, sort of runs into two oncoming Swans uh, Swans players. In traffic, just bullocks both of them, gets the ball on again. Gives a third effort just as Parker picks up the ball and lays his huge tackle. So basically runs close to 120 metres or something, three or four massive kind of efforts. But it was just one of those kind of days where if that's what your worst player is doing, and then at the other end, your best player is doing that, then in between, it makes sense that every one of your players is on song. So it would be this great game yeah. to watch. And can you imagine what it's like for that player? A guy, who's a guy's a, name we can't remember. Well, that's what I mean. A guy's a mature age rookie. He's coming to the system. He's had a bad final. People judge you on finals. And then this one passage of play, he's managed to pull off like three of the best things of all time. He must like lay that final tackle and just go, oh my God, this is my moment <laughs> I've arrived. People will remember my name forever. Yeah. He puts in his earbuds, goes to two guys, one cup on iTunes. Finally, finally I can listen. <laughs> finally, I've done something so good that I'm going to get a mention on a footy podcast. He's listened to every footy podcast this week, not just specifically us. He's been tuning in, hoping that somebody will give him a shout out. And you have 
Finally, and you don't know what his name is. I gave him a shout out in the way you might describe someone to a police sketch artist. Right. Uh, blonde hair, moustache, tattoos. He was wearing, like, I think a stripey top. Yeah. Some sort of stripey top. Gave great second and third efforts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're looking for a guy who's got a second and third effort in him. That's what you're looking for. He runs, he chases, he harasses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dangerfield. Dangerfield, yeah. Patrick Dangerfield. Danger Mouse. I mean, we have to fucking talk about this. Like, this move to... We got a bit caught up in Dusty Mania, didn't we? Yeah. And we forgot that there's this other guy. I mean, a Nat Fife surely must be fucking following all this at the moment and just thinking, man, I'm going to fucking smash preseason. You guys have forgotten that I was also awesome. It feels like, um, you know, when One Direction broke up mm. and like then they all went away. Well, do I? Well, yes. And they've got their... <laughs> I know. I know you know, Where Charlie. were you when yeah. One Direction broke up? You're September 11th. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, you know, they all go away then and make their own solo albums and come back with their own vibes and stuff. And everyone's like, well, Harry's going to have the good one. Right. And then certain, like different people have different levels of success. I imagine there is that... Because Nat Five. Like two, three years ago, we were talking about being one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, Fitzy was convinced that he was the guy to turn St Kilda around. Right. Oh, I'm speaking of poor St Kilda. Uh, no Josh. No Josh Kelly. How no Josh, about- no Lockie Whitfield. Yeah. Oh, Both locked Hang up. on. Whitfield Lock- stayed as well? Yeah. There's no one, that big fish that is part of our 2018 road to a premiership. Yeah. Part of that was we throw the money we throw the what not the money we throw the bank what is it you throw right. the kitchen sink yes is that what you throw i don't know you Why offering people you? a lot of money i mean it seems weird yeah, that you no. would no everything but the kitchen sink they, oh. we threw the what do you throw at people when you threw the the baby the, no in with the bathwater we threw the we threw a bank at him we threw the <laughs> like my brain is seriously not working <laughs> What, we threw the kitchen sink at him. Is that right, Charlie? Is there any chance that this podcast <laughs> needs a concussion test? <laughs> is there any chance? We're just tired bickering about <laughs> what running around what grabbing an imaginary footballs. Oh my god! I think we do need a concussion test. Uh, oh, they dumped man. a truckload of money. Uh, right. That was that was the idea to yeah. dump a truckload of money at, at someone. But there's no one really available now so what do you do go to the draft well i guess you got it right but that i mean there is a chance to get someone like a rockcliffe or something like that i imagine a rockcliffe type so like a kind of a minus to b plus right but what we wanted was a guy who might turn the fortunes of the club around well just that a superstar yeah like rockcliffe's not a superstar no he's a star yeah but you need a superstar to get us to where we're where we're going so it's interesting. So I read a lot of stuff about what you do with the draft pick then because we've got seven and eight. Right. It's like, well, if you are going to go to the trade table, what is your best strategy? Do you want to go higher in the draft? So maybe you trade off, you know, your seven and eight for number one or do you want to get more picks in the top 20? So you do deals with a couple of other teams. Maybe, you know, give up number seven but also get another place in the top 20. How about... The Bulldogs come to you oh, and God. we say, we will give you, <laughs> I know you got Jake Stringer <laughs> and Cloakey for pick seven and eight. I don't know that Jake Stringer would get a top 10 pick. But I, he, well, he, no, definitely not two top 10 picks. Two I reckon, 10. We, no, but you're getting Cloakey as well. Yeah, that's on, as far as I'm concerned, okay, you just I'm knocked gonna, his five dot Okay, okay I'm going to sweeten the deal. Yeah. No Cloakey. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <All right>. Done. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you pitch it. Yeah, you use you use cloak more like a threat than a bargaining chip. Finally, we know unless you Bevo give us re- seven and eight, yeah. we're going to send Cloaky with yeah. Jake Stringer. They add him to everything, like like in America when they're trying to pass a bill, and there's yeah, like yeah. someone who always adds some weird proviso at the end of it. Yeah, they're just trying to get rid of Cloaky with everything. <laughs> so we'll give you six and seven, Cloaky. Um, it's an interesting question because what we need, I think we're okay for key position at the moment. But I think what we need is some midfield silk. We need like a dusty. You know who would be good right now is a Christian Petrarca, right? <laughs> for instance. Um, so it depends who's going to be available in that top ten draft because they say it's a fairly deep draft this year. So you might want to just hang on to seven and eight and get two really good midfielders, but then you have to bank on them being ready in two to three years for you to challenge. How about if they brought in a thing in the draft? Where every club got one, right? Yeah. So, but you're only allowed to use one every five years or whatever it is. I haven't mm-hmm. worked out the logistics of it, but where you get a swapsy do-over. 
So, for example, you can go back to the McCartan Petrarca. Yeah. Is that the one it was? Yeah. Right? You can go back to that. Yeah. And if you finished higher yeah. and you drafted the wrong person, yeah. you can activate your swapsies. Oh, that, well, I didn't know. But you don't want to reward the team that's already doing well. You're trying to let, so, you're saying if you finish higher. So, for instance, Buddy and Richard Tambling. Yeah. Hawthorne finished higher than Richmond. They could, they could have chosen to swap for Tambling or they could keep Buddy or... Is it the team that finishes lower? No, so the one that finishes lower. So it okay, advantages... yeah, the one that finishes lower. Yeah, right. so the advantage, yeah, so it evens it out. So it gives you an advantage. Yeah. So you kind of get a do-over if you fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. So if you draft someone at number one... I love that idea. And then, like, you know, it turns out... Swapsy that it was the, do-over. Right, the swapsy do-over. Yeah. But you can only have one every, like, five or ten years or whatever. We can just go, well, how about you know this? what? We got it. And it's not, it doesn't completely penalise the other team. Yeah. Because there's a swapsy... They get the player that you still have to give what, them. I reckon what you do okay. is you only make, there's only one swapsy do-over yep. per draft year and the teams enter a raffle oh, for yeah, it. Oh, yeah, nice. The so, for that, the swapsy do-over. Yeah. So, and, and, then, and is there a limitations on when you can do the swap? So just say like, you know, Buddy's been at Hawthorne for like seven years or something, or has been at Sydney for six years. Can Is there like a statute of limitations on how long the, player's been playing since that draft no i like that i like the element that it is it can be from any draft it can and it can be at any stage in their career so hypothetically in 2005 if st kilda no in 2008 when st kilda if st kilda got the swapsy do over yeah we could have gone back to the 2001 draft and swapped luke ball for chris judd or luke hodge yes no uh well, I mean, did we finish? I, no, Hawthorne finished higher than us in 2008. So, right. yes. If we won it at the end of 2008, they've won the flag. We right. can say, uh, Hawthorne, <laughs> hand, over, hand over Hodgie. Swapsy do-over. <laughs> we play our swapsy do-over. Yeah. And the way they do yeah. it is at the draft table. Like, yeah. they've done all the, the, all the kids have been drafted. They've all been presented with the jumpers. Yeah. And then they call the coach of the team that has a sort of do over out right. and he puts on like comically oversized gloves. <laughs> like you remember in Kenny Everett, brother, brother, brother. So he stands there on stage and they play like game show music yeah. and everyone's like, Oh, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? And he turns to like the Hawks and says, what? Swapsy do over. Give him here. Give him here. Give us Luke Hodge. I love it. <laughs> no, I, you know what I love is they bring out the player, their swapsy. Mm. So like it should be that sort of thing where he's doing the actions towards yeah. them. Yeah. But then you see emerge from the shadows, Luke Ball. Yeah. And then suddenly the two other clubs that could be like, you know, I mean, obviously if you're Carlton, yeah. uh, West Coast, West Coast or, or Carlton, uh, West Coast or <gasps> Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Then suddenly you go, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, no, it's oh, Luke fuck. Ball. Yeah, yeah, I love it. They start, like, putting Chris Jard, like, <laughs> right. into a six-year contract or something. You can't get him. You can't get him. He's just on a new contract. Oh, I love it. Maybe they should do that in the free agency period. Yeah. That would make it more interesting. Yeah, that would bring some people to NAB Trade Radio. I'm wondering, yeah. So I guess for us, it would have to. Have the Bulldogs, you've done pretty well in the draft. There's no. What's your uh, yeah, big well, draft well, regret? No, I don't. It's not about the regrets as much as, like, the one I'd be worried about is you'd be worried about Bontempelli. Because yeah. suddenly you'd worry if you had... Oh, a, yeah, because we got Billings. If you had a so, superstar yeah. who... You finished higher than us this year. Yeah, yeah, So we could have like... Yeah. I don't know that I would swap Billings for, ball, uh, Billings for Bontempelli. Well, then you're a fucking moron. I don't know, man. I think JB's got a big upside. Yeah, so he does Marcus Bontempelli. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't peaked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'll yeah. take Bont. No! No, JB all the way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's such a great idea. Um, what else do we say about this game? Uh, well, I mean, I don't like I don't yeah, Motlop played really well. Motlop, it, <laughs> it's worth Motlop. Yeah. It was, you know when I when you hear a position coming out of a club, I always <laughs> sorry. Think, I thought you were going to say you know when you hear a sound that sounds like Motlop, Motlop. <laughs> it's like is my tap dripping. Motlop, yeah. Motlop, <laughs> uh, Motlop. Uh, did really well as he does like two or three times a year. Yeah, just when fucking his uh, contract negotiated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's very clever. He's but, like he's like the dude who your mate who just cruised through high school, right? Never fucking worked, then just yeah. got to the exams and either crammed or just fucking asked his way through. Right, just I'll be good on the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there was a real message coming out of Geelong from all the players. You know, when you're like, okay, clearly they're, you know, either this is what they've been told by the club or this is what the coach is saying, or this is the position they've decided on is their position. But everybody was talking about how hard a worker he is and how he's running patterns. And often he runs to create space for other players and it's not reflected on the scoreboard and blah, blah, blah. So Mm. 
So that they were running to the Motlop defense. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Blitzard's played well. He uh, like uh, shut down you know, Kennedy. It's taken me like so long to realize when I see Mark Blitzard's name in print that that's the, the sound that I should be hearing. Yeah. Blitzards. Yeah. I was Not like, who's Blitzard? Who's Blitzard? Who's his blitz Blitzards. Yeah. Hang on. Are they playing a game in Scandinavia? Has Koshi sold a game to Scandinavia? Are they playing in Blitzards that? Oh, bloody hell, Koshi. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Is that a cry for help? Does he want out of that club? I just think, here's what I think Koshi is. I think Koshi is is the people's president, right? And he considers himself to speak on behalf of the fans. Oh, yeah. You know? I it's fair. And so when he reacts after the games, he reacts a bit like, a fan might react. You know, yeah, he talks about <laughs> like he's on the Port Fan Forum or something. Yeah, he's like, "This is fucking bullshit." Yeah, check out the team. These yeah. players need to go. I was talking to the cash cow, yeah. and we both agree. <laughs> These following players are plotters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that he speaks like that, and I think maybe if you're a member of the club, you might go, "Yeah, that's some of the stuff that I think." But <sighs> frustrating year for them, though. And remember, we were joking about Kenny. Kenny going to the gold coast, right. KH, with his gold chain and his open shirt and his fake tan. Nearly happened. Nearly happened. <laughs> Nearly Imagine happened. Imagine if we had got that one right as well. We've been pretty on the money with some predictions this year. Well, if you say enough stupid stuff. <laughs> I mean... It's so the Brad Hardy school of uh, football commentary. Yeah, I guess the thing would be if, uh, say, midway through <laughs> next season, Gil McLaughlin comes out and announces his new plan for trade week, which is... Uh, so, Swatsy's Baxis. Not Swatsy's Do over? No, Swatsy do over? Oh, again. Anyway, he's probably got a different name for it. But we were like, we fucking knew, we knew it. it. Yeah, John Ralph bloody evoked uh, Richmondy again yeah. today. Someone sent me a link to an article. Come on, Ralphie. Come on, Ralphie. Just a little bit of credit. Come on. Uh, yeah, so Koshi flew off the handle. Um, but, he's, but he's all right because uh, KH has signed up for three more years. Well, Which brilliant, brilliant. I don't know who his uh, manager is, but well played. I like, mean, it was beautifully played the whole thing. Hoisted on your own petard, Koshi, and then having to pay out to keep the coach to avoid backlash. Uh, Koshi had to not only do that, but he had to apparently apologize and kind of to Ken Hinckley and give a bit of a mea culpa about oh, the really? fact that... Oh, really? Yeah, oh, has that been this year's first AFL mea culpa? I don't know oh. if it has been the first one, but there, I believe there was a mea culpa. Oh, I love a good mea culpa. Yeah. <laughs> I so, only hear it in the context of AFL clubs. Well, I think that David Koch is actually backing up this mea culpa with a, a second mea culpa because my understanding is that he's flying to Adelaide to take uh, the leadership group and some of the players out for a sort of mea culpa dinner. Oh, really? Yeah. He's going to be Mia Culpering all preseason. He's got like a whole weekend in Adelaide Mia Culpering in his diet. I guess you're right. In his diary, it just says two days blocked out Mia Culpering. I mean, if it had been bloody crazy, the crazy king of the north, Tony Cochran, who had flown off the handle, we'd be like, great. Isn't he a straight shooting plain talker? Because it's Koshy. We're like, oh, you shouldn't do that. I want to see Tony Cochran, by the way. I, I, I've i decided, you know, he's like that, Um, uh, he's the crazy, uh, you know, the, guy, the guns the Ross, in the, the, Ross, the Ross Perot the Ross of the Perot. NFL. <laughs> yeah, but I want him to get some guns. Yeah. I want him to start doing that Six thing of shooters. just like yeah. firing guns. So he's like Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Yosemite Tone. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't believe that Ken Hinckley would be seriously entertaining the idea of going to the Gold Coast. I mean, it's so weird. You This is... We you talk about how like football opinion shifts and changes from week to week. Yeah, like hearing journalists and stuff talk about will he go to Gold Coast this week, and they're like, oh well, you know, if you had the option between the Gold Coast and West Coast, Gold Coast have got a young, talented list. I'm like, hang on, are we still saying that? Were we saying like two weeks ago it's a basket case, they should bulldoze it into the ocean or whatever? I mean, I've are we still that. entertaining the thought? That there is a young, motivated list to coach there? Well, I mean, here's the thing. They've been saying that for three or four years. Mm. So they're not as young as they used to be. No. And I don't think they're as motivated as they once I think were. They're not. Well, it feels like some are. I feel sorry for like the Tom Lynch's of that team. He seems like a dude who's genuinely wants to win. Yeah. Come you've got to you've got to start yeah. 
Well, that's the thing, right, though. You've got to start thinking that somebody's got to have a play at him. Because if that place is still a basket case at the end of next year, Mm. then everyone's going to come for Tom Lynch. Because he's a guy who doesn't want to waste, you know, a career where he could become the next, you know, Jonathan Brown or Wayne Carey or something like that. You know, up on the Gold Coast, having these fucking dingbats not kicking it to him (laughs) properly and him having to do all the work, you know? Dingbats. Yeah, these dingbats. These bloody dingbats, Charlie. Now you should change their name from the Gold Coast Suns to the Gold Coast Dingbats. Dingbats, yeah. Uh, in fact, we'll get uh, we'll get Elf Stewart, we'll get Ray Marley coach, <laughs> yeah. talk some bloody sense in them. Yeah, actually, not not uh, Ray Ma to coach them. We'll literally get Alf Stewart. Yeah, we'll get. We'll just send him a bunch of tapes. Just yeah. Alf Stewart seems yelling at yeah. people to straighten up. Just, come on, you kids, <laughs> you stupid mongrels, get off Cavill Avenue and onto the Oval. I mean, they're going to be a nightmare next year. They can't even play on their ground and get access to their facilities most of next season. Why is that? Because of the Commonwealth Games. Oh. So their ground's being taken over in a lot of their facilities. So they're going to play future Gold Coast games in just like the local park. Yeah. <laughs> just on the street, using I bins mean, as goals. It'll still be too much for the crowds they pull. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they are. They're, they're going to have to play in Brisbane. They're going to have to play all over the place. So if you're walking in to coach that oh, club, you're, you're walking in to coach a club that doesn't even have a home base. If you're the AFL... It's like having like your second youngest child is right. just a, a no mess. Just a mess. Yeah. I mean, like charming, you know, yeah. people like him oh, enough. at a party? Yeah, great. Like the best. Yeah. So much fun to have around. But just fucking has fucked up every, every single opportunity. opportunity. You pick Being up a phone, everything. you call a friend of yours, you say, hey, look, <sighs> can you just give him a chance? Yeah. Your mate's like, all right, all he right. goes and he spends two years with him. He needs a yeah. fucking massage every week just you to get through the like. stress. You, get, you go and pick him up from the police station. He's charmed the police. They're all having a laugh. But and meanwhile, their younger yeah. brother, look at him. Yeah. Finished school early. <laughs> Or at university, going to study medicine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, the prospective coaches, what names have you heard? I've heard Stewie Dew, John yep. Barker, uh, Trevor yeah. Barker. Trevor Barker. <laughs> the ghost of Trevor Barker. <laughs> um, Barks would have gone awesome. Can you imagine Trevor Barker on the Gold Coast? Like, he used to tear up fucking Rabin. Well, Can you imagine that the greatest blonde-haired footballer of all time on the Gold Coast? Who's the current Trevor Barker? Like, who, maybe that's what we think. Like, that's who we should be sending up there, right? Like, I think we need to let the Gold Coast be Gold Coast. This has been my constant refrain is, the reason they're not working is <clears throat> we're kind of stifling the essence of what it means so to be the, the Gold Coast. So who's the glamour boy? Who's yeah. a recently retired glamour boy? Yeah. That you could party boy. See, I think the image of glamour boys has changed though because you could look like a Dane Swan and say, oh, he's a party boy. Right. But he doesn't... He doesn't seem gold. Or maybe he is modern oh, gold man. coast. Modern gold coast, right? I think we've done. We've talked about this before. Well, about I mean, we've, here's the, the thing: we try to fix the gold coast more than the AFL fucking. <laughs> yeah, does. that's so, true. We discuss them every fucking week, exactly, because they're a major fucking hole. But I think that, yeah, you need that sort of, you know. I mean, Swanee maybe is your sort of thing. He gets them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he takes a bit of that Mick Malthouse thing up there, you know, he's kind of friends with the players, but he's still, you know, he was a great footballer. Yeah. Understands how they don't want to train all the time, <laughs> you know? Jakey Stringer, yeah. player coach. Wait, oh, I mean, imagine that. If they offer Jake the package Stringer, okay, we've got an offer for you. Mad Tony Cochran comes down and he goes... <laughs> We want you. We want Stringer up on the Gold Coast, and like, oh, to play. And he goes, "No, to coach." <laughs> I imagine Tony Cochran like you'd be in a meeting with him, and he'd like open his suit jacket to get like a pen or something, and you'd just see like a rat in there for no reason, <laughs> and he would act like it's not even there. You're like, "Tony, was that what? What? Nothing. Nothing. Half you know. a sandwich, a rat, and one piece of paper." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's the kind of guy you'd be like sitting at like having lunch with him or something, and he'd put something weird on the plate. It'd be just like a block of foam or something like that. <laughs> it just cuts it with a knife and eats it. And you're like, and you, and you don't know if it's actually foam or if it's just some fancy health food. That's what I imagine Tony Cochran's like. Tony Cochran's kind of the kind of guy, I reckon, who you think is talking on a mobile phone. But then when you get close, you, there is no phone. <laughs> Uh, maybe we, we, the solution to this problem has been staring us in the face the whole time, Charlie. Is this maybe a Grant Thomas situation? Right. Maybe a non-coach like type person. My administrator should come in. Yeah. Tony Cochran. To Tony coach. Cochran. Oh, coach 
Tony Cochran. Imagine if he was CEO and coach of the oh, team. It's crazy enough to work. Right? I mean, he is crazy enough. That would be brilliant. He's like, we couldn't find a candidate, so I'm, I'm going to coach the team myself. <laughs> I'm going to be player coach. Tom Lynch only plays like 15 minutes a game because Tony Cochran's at full forward. I love it. Do it, Nad, Tony. All right. So we should... Uh, Move on to the next game. Yeah, move on to the next game. So, well, yeah, West West Coast. I mean, West Coast did well to get to where they got. To. Yeah, they played their they, yeah. they played their big final last week. Yeah, um, yeah, GWS hard to get a beat on. I mean, it was the Stevie J show, I guess. I mean, it's hard to tell because the game was sort of over at like quarter time, and then Stevie comes out after halftime and kicks six. I know. There's been a lot of people who have been naysayers, I would say, this well, week, Charlie, because they're like, well, it was junk time and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But you, you still know what? To kick him. Six goals. Yeah. Like, and if you've got a player down there who has the potential to do that, the opportunistic streak, but also just that aggro, mm. that mongrel. Did you see that thing around the, like, I can't remember who the player was who, like, uh, Petrie got into, but, like, Stevie basically just went up to him and was like... Uh, who did that? Who did that? And it was Petrie. And then when, like, at the break, just went over and, like, got in the fucking Petrie. And it was brilliant because it's like, you yeah. know, like when you, you know, this is a dog owner. You know, when you see a dog that thinks it's got a bigger fight in it than it actually has going up against a bigger dog? Yeah. That's what it looked like. Because yeah, yeah. Drew Petrie is fucking massive. Yeah. And Stevie J's not that big. But yeah. he was, like, going at him like he was like, I'll oh, fuck you up. I will <laughs> fuck you up. I mean... We've talked about the dirty or dirty dozen idea. I yep. feel like this could be his suicide mission. You know what I mean? He's not going to go on next year. So he could just go nuts, just get jabbed up. But the question is, like, how much does he need to get jabbed up? Well, okay. So apparently he's He fight- doesn't look in the greatest shape, I'll be honest with you. He's fighting to get fit for this weekend, right? Yeah. How about this? Would you consider, based on what he did in that game, saying to him, have the week off if we win... We'll put you back in for the grand final. Yeah, but I would say he wouldn't want to risk that. I mean, think about it. Like you say, okay, sure, they beat Richmond this week and Toby Green and whoever else is playing forward like dominate and they're like, well, we can't change that formula. What if they say we guarantee we put you back in for the grand final? We think we, you've got one last great game okay, left Okay, so in it's you. guaranteed? That's what Water we think. We, basically, we've, like all the... Sporting experts are telling us we can get one more game out of you. So you can play this weekend, but you probably then, if we do make the grand final, you're probably not going to get up for it. Or we roll the dice this weekend without you, but you're back in for the grand final if we make it. You do it. That's what I would do. That's what I would say. But can they beat Richmond without him? I'm just trying to think of... Has there been like a similarly, has there been a player who got jabbed up like a, you know, like Adam Goods in 2012 was kind yeah. of like sore, but he did pretty well, played on one leg. I mean, it's just a gamble, isn't it? I mean, I, but he, he is a big time player. It's yeah. the MCG. Oh, it's just fucking hard to know. And we, it's, it's, it depends. You know what? I would say yes, definitely. Because the only team I would fear putting Stevie J up against is Richmond because of that manic team defense like they've got one of the best black lines going around so a half-baked steve johnson might struggle but you know they'll find out this weekend anyway so yeah play him play stevie j you gotta play stevie j that's what i would say if you get to grand final day here's what people want to see stevie j and particularly if they end up playing geelong right yes you want to see stevie j on grand final day up against geelong i mean this is listen to what we say let stevie j play right do it on the day I might eat some hay. <laughs> by the bay. I mean, by the bay worked. <laughs> so um, there are some interesting uh, matchups that way because this weekend, of course, um, you know, Richmond uh, up against GWS. Uh, Deledio, you know, you've got mm. that sort of thing of like, you know, who would have thought that, you know. Oh, man, we're not Brett. I mean, it's one of those things where... He was chasing a premiership. Right. He might have just fucking run the wrong direction. But the interesting thing as well is, if he'd stayed at Richmond, they probably wouldn't have got to, you know, do what they've done this year. Mm. And he hasn't played most of the season. But it would be very Richmondy if in this game, after him not playing all season, he was the one who, say, kicked the goal or played the game that meant that Richmond did not make it. I mean, there are so many great Richmondy scenarios... 
that might unfold. And I think we have to acknowledge just how beautiful it has been to watch Richmond fans completely fucking go over the top, like so quickly. Like they're all talking about the grand final. You you have to play in a pre a preliminary final this weekend, but they're all talking about the grand final. It's just built up so beautifully. I mean, if they lose, we don't know the context in which they lose. No. In of itself, is that Richmondy? Well, the most Richmondy thing. If they lost with Deledio kicking the winning goal, that or playing, would be That's Richmondy. If they right? Got, all right, but how about uh, we'll give you? They can get thrashed. They get beaten by a small margin. Uh-huh. What is more Richmondy? Small margin by Deledio. <laughs> Richmondy. Uh, smash completely, that'd be pretty Richmondy. Yeah. Like if they managed after this, if GWS came out and kicked like 12 goals in the first quarter sort of thing. I mean, pretty much anything could be interpreted as Richmondy. If they're leading in the first quarter and they get right. over a run, Richmondy. It's a great thing about If they Richmondy. almost come back and lose by short margin, it's Richmondy. If they get thrashed, that's Richmondy. Right. Oh, you know, or the sort of thing of like, you know, uh, if their goal's up and then uh, Dustin Martin jumper punches someone. <laughs> Richmondy. Richmondy. Yeah, it's exciting. That's the that's the game for me. Like I'm interested in Geelong and Adelaide, but we sort of said at the start of the year we would like to see a grand final that wasn't just a repeat of all the fucking teams that always make it. So Geelong, and I'm sorry, I know this is going to fucking piss off that one girl who sends us a Facebook message every week, but I don't really want to see Geelong in a grand final. I've seen it, new chapter. I'd like to see Dangerfield on the MCG in a grand final, but let's see someone else... Um, Let's see someone else besides Geelong. For me, it depends on what the matchups end up being, right? Like, so, so for me, like, I, I, I'm really interested in this game. You know, Dangerfield going back to Adelaide, mm. playing in this big final. Like him and Josh Jenkins have like been throwing down in the press. Yeah. So I saw what Josh Jenkins said. Was there a response? Um, yeah, his response is coming this weekend. <laughs> you will see Dangerfield's response. I mean, he's been out and about doing media and stuff. He seems up and about, you know, mm. and. The, the whole mythology for him going back there to play in such a big game, I think, yeah. is really brilliant. I If GWS win... Stewart. Matt Stewart. <laughs> I think that's the player's name. The Geelong player. He did the rundown. If GWS win, yeah, um, then I, I don't know if I want to see an Adelaide GWS final. That doesn't mm. really excite me, I've got yeah, to be honest right. with That's you. That's the least interesting of all the possible machinations. I'd be happy with Geelong Richmond or Adelaide Richmond because Adelaide Richmond to me, the, you know, South Australia versus the big Victorian yeah. club. Like that's that, the one I want. That'd be a great, I think that's your perfect game, right? Yeah. Um, and also so much heart and emotion behind both those teams for different reasons. Geelong get in, it's like, ugh. The fucking, you know, Evander Holyfield is well, back again. I, I can make a case for Geelong Richmond because a huge two Victorian team grand yep. final. Oh, right? definitely. That but that and would be my second. The two preference. best players in the game going head to head in the grand final. Martin uh, up against Dangerfield. That's oh, a pretty right. You're talking me around. That's a pretty good game, right? Yeah. The Adelaide Richmond one, now that would be amazing because can you imagine Walker the Richmond fans you know, drowning out the Adelaide fans? And Adelaide fans travel, so like there'd be mm. plenty of them. But oh, the yeah, Richmond I was fans, there in 97, I know. Yeah, so that'd be an amazing game. They match up beautifully. Um, GWS, I think, you know, GWS up against Geelong, there's something about that that says to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, the old school versus the new, yeah. there's a story there. Yeah, yeah. Adelaide GWS is just not the one that I... That's the one that I just... I'm not as excited about. I agree with all of those things. I haven't thought about it, but you're 100% right. Every one of those other stories has a pretty good storyline. Yeah. But it's kind of like... It's kind of like an episode of um, Game of Thrones. Right. <laughs> in which two kind of like fringe characters right. have a scene together and you're kind of like, oh yeah, yeah. like I guess. I mean, it's good those guys met, yeah, I guess. but... He works much really better waiting. when working with that yeah, guy. Yeah, I wasn't waiting. Jamie and Tyrion, they, they, they're much better together. Yeah. Than, than old fucking Captain Friendzone and Tyrion. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it was, I mean, it was nice that Captain Friendzone and Tyrion have met. Yeah. We saw that, but I'm not hanging for another Captain Friendzone and Tyrion. No. I mean, it'd be interesting. It'd be curious. Fine. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad. No. I mean, they're both good characters and that they would both be, deserve to be there. And that would definitely be the lowest crowd to a grand final as well, that combo. Well, I mean, Adelaide fans travel, but yeah, I mean, but still. Well, this weekend compared to like Geelong, Richmond. Well, let's talk about the. I mean, I don't know what's going on with that noise. <laughs> it seems to be uh, my plumbing. It might be just completely and utterly having problems. Um, uh, so, the Adelaide um, fans will travel, but 
GWS doesn't have any fans. Like they're saying this weekend for the preliminary grand final that GWS will have less than 5,000 people there and Richmond are going to have over 90,000. <laughs> imagine if Richmond lose. Like, well, that's the thing, Charlie. Can you imagine? 5,000 people lose. drowning out. And it's not 5,000. It's like 2,000. But they're saying 5,000, right? But can you imagine? 85 to 90,000 Richmond fans completely silent while these like fucking 2,000 GWS fans like Uh, that'd be that'd be amazing oh fuck (laughs) I mean I want Richmond in the grand final but I also want to see that I mean can you imagine if GWS managed to silence 85 to 90,000 people can you just imagine how eerie that'll feel yeah. like do you mean if GWS get out to say like a five or six goal lead what is that game that ground going to sound like cuz you so rarely yeah. have that many people who are supporting only one of the teams yeah, that'd be amazing. Imagine if it's like a thrashing from like the first quarter. Right. Like we have to, it's like literally four quarters. Or like three, four quarters right. of them being like 10 Just. goals up. They go berserk in the first quarter. quarter. Toby Green kicks like four goals on his own. They get 10 goals up at the end of the first quarter. Just fucking, that'd be amazing. Well, I mean. It would be like a weird Andy Kaufman-esque bit of like anti-comedy. It's like, I don't know. What if I'm meant to be entertained by this? But it's, I can't stop watching. Well, it, it would actually be... So imagine this scenario happens when, you know, they went over to Adelaide and the Cochin kicked the wrong direction and like Port <laughs> kicked like whatever, six or seven goals in the first quarter. Something like that happens. What happens to the Richmond crowd? Do they stay strong and do they stay? Or do people go, oh, uh, well, we're close to home. We might as well pop I reckon up. you'd get like 20% of them going, but I reckon that Richmond supporters are masochists at heart. Right. And they would stick to the very end. Yeah, they'd be like, yeah. Well, this is us. This is us. This is us. <laughs> this is us. A, have you ever seen a show called Bojack Horseman yep. on Netflix? There's a great episode of the other day, which is all about depression. And it was it's so like, for an animated show, it's so hard hitting because it literally just goes in the mind of a guy who's suffering from depression. And it's literally from the moment he opens his eyes, it's like, you're a piece of you're a piece of shit. You're so stupid. You're a piece of shit. You're fat. You're ugly. No one wants you. And he's got this constant inner monologue. That's what it would be like for Richmond fans in that moment. They would sit there and they would just have this racing voice in their head, just saying, "I knew it. I knew it was too good to be true. You always do this. You're hopeless. You're hopeless. You're pathetic, Richmond." Okay, so if Richmond lose, that's what happens to them, right? Let's paint the scenario for everyone. Let's not just let dance around. If GWS lose, what happens? No one cares, Who right? Cares? No. They'll be fine next They'll year. They'll be fine. Uh, all right. Uh, so then we look at the other game. If Adelaide lose, Adelaide, a team who over the last sort of 10 or 15 years have constantly been Teasers. up and about, but have had a few teams where you would have thought, this like they've had seasons where they've been the best team in the competition. Or thereabouts. And haven't managed to convert that into like grand finals or grand final wins. Yeah. Like, do they have a... Re- like, if they lose this one, in front of their home crowd to Geelong, does that is that a stain over them? Nah, they're fine. I mean, I think they they've got some they've got some goodwill. They've got a few more years of goodwill, I think. And Geelong, it's if they lost to you know Port or something, maybe. Right. But losing to Geelong, there's no shame in that, especially after what Geelong did to Sydney. So I think they're okay. If Geelong lose, I think they're okay with that as well. It's an away game. They got thumped in the first week. Yeah, it's hard to know. I think there's no real losers in that game. Right. Well, except for the team that will lose. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's no wider ramifications for the loss. Well, it, it You is don't a... start questioning the coach or the, the recruiting or anything, do you? No. I mean, I, Geelong and Adelaide, you just kind of think, well, one of them will win, but the other one you'd still tip for next year to be, you know, a, top, a top eight team, right? Yeah. Uh, GWS... You tipped Geelong to drop out of the eight. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, oh my god! No wonder this fucking girl sending us messages every week. I was incorrect. It turns out that they were heaps better than both of our teams and yeah. the majority of the other teams in the competition. I still am not quite sure how. <laughs> Do you know? That's yeah. the thing about Geelong that I will say is, and maybe I'm absolutely wrong, and the evidence would show that I am wrong. But I'm just not convinced Do by you know them. What still. they are as a team, if they were a player. They are a flashy half-forward flanker right? who fucking can come alive in a game, kick three or four goals and look like the best one on the field. But 
You just don't know. Not not a complete player. You don't know. But the evidence would say, like some would argue that my attitude to Geelong is much like people's attitude to climate science who don't Mm. believe in climate change because I'm ignoring the evidence. Yeah, The evidence is there. They finished equal top on the ladder. They've won enough games. They just beat the team that I thought that was the best team in the competition and they pulled yeah. them apart. And yet I'm still unconvinced by them. The, and that's because of the Dangerfield shadow, the Selwood shadow, the Dangerwood shadow, I guess. Because, I mean, I even said to um, you know, our producer, Sam Cavs, a big Cats fan, and we talked about the game yesterday and I was saying, you know, to me it just felt like it was all about Dangerfield. I recognised that because I barracked for the Saints at a time when we had Tony Lockett. Right. And... You just couldn't get past the fact that without that player, you'd be a lot worse team. That's not to say, you know, that's not a fucking deficiency or anything. They have the best player in the league. But it is clearly... When you say without this player, you'd be the worst team in the league, you're like, but the good news is you are not without this player. (laughs) You have this player. So with him, it turns out you're really awesome. And if you have a Michael Jordan in your team, you're going to restructure your team to give him the space and time he needs to do what he what he needs to do. So, yeah. of course, you're not going to have as many fucking superstars around him. I mean, it's natural to. when someone's that good that you want, even even as other players. Like, I mean, sometimes when other Geelongs, like, that, you know, Duncan, for example, who is a brilliant footballer, Duncan. Yeah. But when he has a game where he gets 30 yeah. and Dangerfield doesn't, yeah. it's like you've walked into a Bon Jovi concert and Richie Sambora is singing. Yeah, look. You're like, Superman, I know you're in the band. Superman doesn't need the Justice League. Right. But... <laughs> You know, Batman's good with science and detection right. and stuff. You know, Wonder Woman's a god. The Flash is really quick. I mean, he's probably quicker than the Flash, right. all things said. But right. but sometimes it's nice to have people to talk to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we should wind it up because it is very late and we are delirious. It's a, it'll be a slightly shorter one today. Not too much uh, shorter, but slightly. But we'll try we need, to... We Do we need to just do a quick uh, assessment of the two teams that exited last week? So, oh, uh, yeah. West Coast... <laughs> West Coast? Uh, no good. No good. Never been any good. <laughs> no, you know what? It's what we said also. They surpassed they surpass my expectations yeah. this year, but they are still Valet, needing some things. Matthew Prittis. Yeah, Valet, legendary Eagles players, Drew Petrie. Drew Petrie. Sam Mitchell. Uh, Sam Mitchell. Nothing to me, Matthew says Prittis. the West Coast Eagles, like Sam Mitchell. And Petrie. Triple, quadruple premiership player, Brownlow, Brownlow medalist. medalist. Sam Mitchell. All the multi, all Australian for Hawthorne. West Coast star. West Coast star. <laughs> Sam Mitchell. Sam Mitchell. Oh, yeah, Vale, those two players. I, look, yep. I like all those guys. Matthew Prittis uh, noticeably avoided talking about surfing, surfing. in all of his post-match interviews. Not once. What are you going to do after footy? Didn't bring up surfing once. You think for a guy With hair who like was that. allegedly so keen on surfing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I noticed he also has cut his hair as well. Yeah. So maybe you heard this podcast is like, oh, shit, they're onto me. I need right. to get rid of the surfer look. Because I don't need them asking any more questions. Right. But the other thing is, it's over, mate. You've got away with it. Now you want to lean into it. Maybe you can actually learn to surf now. <laughs> Get down there. Have some secret lessons. Maybe that's why I had to cut his hair. Because he's going to go away somewhere and learn to surf. Sydney Swans. Um, oh, so what do you give West Coast? You know, what's your grade? Uh, well, better than I expected. But, I, you know, I thought they'd probably make fine. I actually thought... They're exactly about as good as I thought they were going to be this year. They missed Kennedy for a lot of the year. Oh, I noticed they've given the Frenchman the signing yeah. up for another year. Ooh la la. Uh. I've triumphed once again. <laughs> I extend my contract. It means I can play more football <laughs> with my best friend, JJK. <laughs> so that's good news for us. Sacre bleu! <laughs> We got another year of material out of the little Frenchman. Yeah, I was really excited to see that. Um, they, uh, I, you know, with a fit Kennedy next year and, you know, I, look, I think West Coast, you give him a B. I, I was rating him as like a C minus all year, but I'll give him a B. Yeah. I'll uh, give him a B for what they did. And then Sydney, apart from this weekend and uh, the, first the first six, six weeks. weeks, like which you would probably give them like a, a D for. Um, you, you almost have to give them an A, a for the rest of the season. 100%, yeah. yeah. They'll so, be back again yeah, next year. Yeah, they'll be year. back. Well, you know what? Well, they may do exactly the same thing again. They yeah. might stumble and then just, you know, run them up. Who knows? Well, what have you thought about the talk around the buddy deal? It seems so ah, ridiculous so dumb. We've already, so dumb. We've already talked I about this know. on the show and we said give him another fucking 10. Yeah, exactly. I, don't, I mean, just have him fucking turn up and hang out at the games after also, he's retired. Also, just fucking talk more about the Tippett deal. Yeah. Like, Tippett's only on, like, 200000 less a fucking year, and he's not playing. The buddy deal's going fine. You're concentrating yeah. on the wrong deal. You're not selling bloody Tippet jumpers right. at the SCG. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, Tippett, he sure does bring people to the football. <laughs> and by that, we mean he's driving an Uber because <laughs> he's not playing in the first. 
Uh, so, uh, tips for next week. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, right, so, this weekend, uh, two big games. Friday night. Uh, you know, I, I just felt like it was Richmond, but you have talked me around. You've convinced me just oh, maybe because I want to see it. Um, I'm going to go with my heart uh-huh. and say Richmond, and that's my luck of the week. Richmond to beat GWS yeah. and uh, at the MCG in front of... Uh, I am going to say... Uh, as much, and okay, so he's a bit selfish, right? I am. Uh, I've, I've been lucky enough that uh, I think I'm going to get given a ticket to the grand final, and obviously you would like to see Richmond play in the grand final. Mm-hmm. But I'd hate to take that ticket away, you know, even though it's been offered to me from a, you know a dedicated Richmond fan. Mm. So I feel better about going to the grand final. I'm going to go the opposite way. I am going to say that this weekend will indeed be the end. Of the Richmondy dream, the mm. season that's been uh, built up when uh, the GWS Giants and their two and a half thousand fans silence 90,000 fans at the MCG uh, in one of the most Richmondy performances of all time. Delidio, uh, best on ground, three votes, uh, goes to Martin, goes to Martin and uh, cleans up Dusty Martin uh, in the game. And uh, it will be the end of one of the most rich mini seasons of all time. I hope that doesn't happen, but that's what I'm going to predict is happening. And Friday night, uh, I don't know. You see, I came in with fairly firm beliefs that there's going to be a Richmond LA grand final, but you have talked me around. You with your football expertise yeah, on this I, show, what the fuck do you think you're doing? I know nothing. <laughs> what do you think you're on? Um, I think Adelaide, it's destiny for Adelaide. I think they're going to have to win this game. Yeah, I reckon Adelaide. So I reckon it's going to be an Adelaide GWS grand final. My least preferred option. Mm. Yeah, that's what I think. Uh, you can uh, check out this podcast and many other podcasts on our website, tofop.com. Um, if you want to get involved in the show, you can go to our Facebook page, Two Guys, One Cup on Facebook. There's always discussions going on there and you can post stuff. And if you send us messages, we re- read it sometimes. We should do a Two Guys, One Bag episode Yeah, we'll try to, soon. over the next couple of weeks, we've been super busy. Mm. Um, and obviously it's the end of the season. So yeah, we tried to get this episode up and we'll try to get a few more up. And we'll probably do some stuff around trade week and yeah. post grand final. We've got our big live show, of course, the day after the AFL Grand Final. It's a crossover show with the guys from uh, Junk Time AFL Podcast, Michael Chamberlain and Adam Rosenbachs, and that is at the European Beer Cafe, uh, 4pm on the Sunday. I think you can get the tickets at Try Booking. There'll be a link somewhere. Do we yeah, have I a think, link on our uh, page or something? Uh, we should find yeah. out. <laughs> but they have a link on their page. Mike Howell, when, when you post this episode, can you put up a link? Yeah, a link. There might be a link in the show notes to tickets, but it is selling fast and that'll be a really fun day and we'll have some guests and stuff. It'll be really fun. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter. Uh, we, Will and I are both on Twitter and Facebook and that's about it. Do we have anything else to say? Uh, no. Play on. Not 15. Well... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Fatigued. We are two guys, one car.